everybody to the Cloudland Podcast at Cloudland Recording Studios, sponsored by Dreamy Life Records. I'm Britt Robichaud. Um, so today we have Blake Ibanez on from the band Power Trip. We get to talk about touring life in the U.S. and overseas. We talk about modern hip-hop and some other shit. All right, here you go. Yeah, I try to listen to podcasts. I like, I don't always get to, but yeah, yeah. I uh, my girlfriend loves them, so I, I started. I was listening to one actually yesterday, like a Guided by Voices podcast. Oh no, shit. it was okay. Yeah, I heard about it, and like, they're they're they do like, they do an, a podcast about an album every every two weeks. So uh-huh. at this point, they're at Do the Collapse. Oh, cool. Which I love that album, and like, there's. It's you know it's like kind of a controversial album for them because yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like their major label, or major, and I just was listening to it and there was like some good backstory info but what killed me was like the guy like because this is just like a fan I guess sure and he's like and then he does like the track by track after they kind of tell the story yeah. and he's like then we get to this song and it's an okay song and I'm just like dude <laughs> you cannot you could literally not write a song. A fraction this good in your entire life and you're here like not to say that you can't judge a song if you if you're not like a great songwriter obviously but like it was just annoying because he kept yeah. like because he was like saying that like a really great song on the album was like an okay song or something and i'm just like yeah. dude you don't even know what you're talking about right so that kind of killed it for me yeah is this, i don't is know this, if i'll be able to listen to that is this good like <laughs> yeah, a good, you're good proximity yeah. okay yeah yeah, yeah yeah i mean it was it was good up till there because they tell the whole story about you know where they were before it and then the label negotiations when they got off Matador and yeah, we went to yeah. TVT and what that was going on and why they chose Rick okay like all that stuff is is great because they got yeah. and they got Jim from the Breeders to play drums right then and it was just like cool info that I was like stoked on and then it, that then is it, really cool because I honestly yeah. I mean I've loved that band since I, I was in high school yeah. and I don't really know the history that well yeah you know? so, so it, I, maybe I should listen yeah it's cool I like I haven't listened to any, uh, any of the other episodes but up until he started doing the track by track I mean and not even all the track by track was terrible it was just like when he would say what he thought of the song was just you know, like why do you have to say that just be like yeah so this is a song that's kind of slow and then it does this blah 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 that's fine but like he yeah. doesn't have to be like uh well i mean this song is like kind of okay and then he was like i mean track two doesn't really have like any truly memorable songs or side two and i was like are you kidding me like side two is amazing you fucking idiot so that just made me mad because i like love that album so yeah yeah but anyways do you have uh are you gonna be in town for the show yeah Hell yeah. Well, here's the thing. I actually am not going to go to... I saw them last time they came to Trees, but I, w- I won't be at that one probably because uh, Slayer's playing at the Bomb Factory. Oh, and it's their and supposed it's their final last tour. tour. And we're, we're getting into the show, uh, so I kind of feel obligated to be there. Yeah, and it's yeah, the same yeah. night, and I'm just going to go see them the next day at Mohawk in Austin. Oh, fuck yeah. So I'll be, cool. uh, I'll be at that one. So Yeah, I'd love to see them. If I can somehow get down to Trees and catch them, I mean, they play for like two and a half hours yeah yeah uh, i will so we'll see maybe i'll like you know i've seen slayer i just need to go to like mingle yeah, they, like, yeah no. i think like either gary from slayer or lamb of god is gonna get us in so i just feel like i need to like you no, know I, to- I, I totally know that and it's like their last <laughs> tour i mean Godway voices tours and they're playing a lot of like i saw one of the recent set lists and it's there's some stuff in there i don't know i mean there's because uh-huh. like, i'm yeah, already right. like like it just takes me a while to digest an album yeah and I think it was a year ago, August by Kate came out and I like, I liked parts of it. And then since then they've put out like 
I think three LPs. I think yeah. the third LP since then has come out, and I'm just like, I'm so behind. Yeah. I don't like all their new stuff. I like like, there's always like a handful. There's always like a few songs that are cool. Yeah. But then yeah, there's yeah. like a bunch of songs that are just like. I totally feel mailed you on that in, one. you know, like, and I hate saying that because I, I I love Bob and all of them so much, but like it's just, it's, you know, some of it's just a little like he's just cranking them out, yeah, you know, which yeah, is yeah. cool, but like, I, I I wish they were a little more patient and like just you know tried to make great albums again. Yeah, you know? see, I feel that way about Spoon because that's yeah, one of my favorite bands. Yeah, and it'll be like I'll get a, their newest record uh-huh. and I'll listen to the whole thing and I'll be like, I don't yeah. know. And then I'll set it down for six yeah. months and I'll come back and I'll be like, oh, this is great. Yeah. Why didn't I like that? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, and it's just like with every, well, all of the last three records. Um, but this new one, I don't know. It sounds like it was like the drums sound really digital. Yeah. I, f- I feel like Jim Eno is like one of the most important parts of that band. Yeah. And I just wish there was more just, like yeah, his Yeah, it, it happens sometimes. Are you wasting good yeah. good conversation right now? Oh, no, I'm recording. Oh, you're We're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I like good. to, I, I always yeah. hit record right when the person walks yeah, in the just room. In case you... Because there's, it, it, inevitably, we're going to get into right. something interesting right. and okay. then. I don't want to well, waste if you want to, yeah, no, that's if you good. want to start to go somewhere else, we can. I was just thinking about that. Oh no, that's a podcast. <laughs> yeah. So you've been out. You tour a lot. Yeah, <laughs> quite a bit. Um, yeah, we've we were we just got back on Friday from like about three months of touring. Wow. So we were like out. We went to Europe for six weeks, and then we were home for about three days, and went straight out onto a full us which was six weeks that was our headliner so oh so how what's the difference do you feel are you more excited about european tours than you are us no it's the complete opposite the opposite yeah um because europe we went out with this band trivium who's like a older like i don't really know how to describe them i mean they're kind of like borderline radio rock metal now Uh so they don't really sound like us obviously yeah but they're pretty big right now They've been, they've been a band for a long time, but they've, I guess, gone in waves, but they're really popular right now. And it was a good tour for us to play in front of a lot of new people. I just think it was, they kind of have their fans that are very committed. And I think we definitely got a lot of exposure because every show was pretty well attended. Um, but it was just, you know, you're playing in front of people that may or may not, you just don't really know. Like we, we, yeah. we've been pretty comfortable playing in front of like a lot of the metal tours we've done this last year, you know, mm-hmm. like Napalm Death uh obituary exodus which you know that's like a perfect fit yeah campbell corpse like these are all kind of like extreme metal fans that kind of appreciate i think with them with trivium fans it's more of like a there's modern metal fans there's rock radio type fans so some people understood yeah and some people i mean it was it was generally a good response i'm not not saying that it was like we had any bad nights or anything it was just like yeah. eh, you know you didn't know if you really like belonged always but yeah and then just being in europe a really long time is 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 daunting you know yeah. you just you get there and you do a week and you're like oh, i mean this is overwhelming cuz you're in all these other countries and then you're like i have 5 weeks you know it's not like you go on vacation and you're like yeah. well two weeks you know if i'm tired i want to go home in two weeks i'll be home it's fine do it's you like, have any time to explore and like see yeah. things when you're doing that well like on the last couple tours we've done in europe including this one we've been on a bus so we're sharing a bus usually and um it's nice because you get there in the morning and you can get up and if you know you get up early you can go explore till load in or whatever yeah, which yeah. for us on this tour was like four every day so it was like i'd get up I'd usually sleep in because, you know, we'd be up late and it's yeah. just, you know, 
because uh, if you got up early and you were in a place where there was nothing to do, then you were just sitting around all day. So sometimes I'd sleep in late, but then I'd get up and I'd always go find record stores. So I was buying nice. records every day, like just like finding cool little record shops and walking around and exploring. So that, that part was really fun. I think just being there so long, um, is just, it, it can get a little hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially, you know, we were with a younger band that we're sharing a bus with. A younger band, yeah, younger, like in your twenties. Younger <laughs> in terms of like not old, because yeah, yeah, yeah. when we've usually gone there, we've shared it with like an old, like we've we shared a bus with like Napalm Death and right, yeah, yeah. Brew Haria, which is just a bunch of old dudes. And that, Napalm Death <laughs> are great guys and stuff, but it was just you know you're with a bunch of yeah. guys that are way older than you that right. are just kind of like oh you kids, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, and the U.S. tour was way easier because it was just like we had our own little. Uh, we were on a bandwagon, which is kind of like a step below a bus, kind of like okay. a glorified RV, but it's it's sure. cool. And then we were with all our friends, you know, Sheer Mag, Fury, Red Death, all bands we like. Um, you know, it was our our shows, so it was just, you know, you're in the U.S., you're in places you're familiar with, you see your friends in different cities. It's just a different thing. Yeah. So th- that being awesome, not that Trivium wasn't, but it was just a different, you know. And while we were in Europe, we were like you're thinking about how you get home for three days and then you go out again for six weeks. So the end was yeah. very far away. Sure. You know? Not to say that like that I'm complaining about getting to travel and stuff, but you know, when you have girlfriends or this or that, and you're like, I'm going to be gone for the next three months. It's like, it's kind of, that's that part. Sometimes you get thinking about it, You're like, damn, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm it's going out lot. for a week, um, at the that's beginning of length. July yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, it's yeah. only a week. It's nothing. Yeah. But it's but yeah. it's like oh, I'm gonna be away from my kids and right. I'm like well, yeah, not you nervous, but I know I'm gonna get bummed you're a little. Settled. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna love it, but yeah, I'm gonna get no, that's gr- a week's great. I mean, uh, you know, and and like I, when I say all this, I have to always like preface it by saying that I, you know, it's amazing what we get to do, and uh, in no way am I ungrateful. But like, you know, when you do it a long time, and it's just it it, it does become a little uh, taxing when you're on, when you're gone that long, you know? So, uh, but, but now that we're back, it's like, it's all good. It was worth it. It's great. I think in the future, since we've really grinded so hard this past year, we, it'll, we'll have more opportunities, I think, to be flexible and to, to maybe have more say in what we do, how long we go out, uh, now that we've put in so much work. So, um, it's cool you know no one can't say we don't work our asses off yeah yeah (laughs) so So are you kind of you don't have any tours planned at the moment no Uh, well we're going we are going to the uk for a week in august so just going up there to play at bloodstock fest and then we we do like a week so we think we do like three or four shows so the whole trek is like a week cool and uh and then we're going to japan and australia in september but that's like a two-week stint oh wow so it's like that's a lot of everything it's a lot of travel but it's like it's all like little you know, spurts of touring. So I'm, oh. I, I like that. I like consistency. I just like when it's a little more controlled, you know, like yeah. months at a time is kind of like, whoa. But we got to travel a lot. We saw a lot of places. I mean, looking back now, it's like, that's crazy that we got to do all that, you know? I mean, it wasn't always easy, but we we covered a lot of ground. You know? Nice. So good life experiences, you know? Yeah. Could be worse jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I saw recently, well, Kind of recently, you had been recording with Barnhart. Yeah. What were you all working on? Was that Power Trip yeah, stuff? Yeah, funny thing is that it, w- it wasn't that recently now. It was back in August. Oh, okay. <laughs> it feels like it was recently. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. we were so busy all year because we did two tours in the fall, and then we got back in, like, December, and then we did, like, a 10-day t- tour of Europe in 
January and then we had February off and we went left in March. So really we've been gone so much. It feels like it was recently, but it was all the way almost to be going on almost a year ago. Oh, wow. It's June now. So, um, yeah, we recorded, um, a couple of songs. Uh, we, we did a cover and then we did a new song that we did for adult swim, which just came out and oh, it's cool. like this single series they do every year. Um, or they've been doing it the last few years where they basically, they get all these bands to do like exclusive songs and they release them every week for like a year. Oh, cool. So, um, we were like the very last week cause they hit us up about a year ago. It was like last June. And they're like, do you want to do this? You have a year to complete it and give it to us. We're like, oh yeah, that'll be easy. <laughs> a year? Yeah, we'll just get started right now. <laughs> and, uh, we didn't, you know, didn't really foresee how long we were going to be gone and stuff. So we, we did manage to write it in like summer last, last summer, just June, July, wrote it, demoed it, and then recorded in August with Matt and our friend Arthur, who always records with us and kind of produces us and Alex, uh, at, at, uh, Elmwood as well. So it was cool. Cause Matt, like always, you know, after we recorded our last album and he was there at, uh, um, I'm going blank. Echo Lab. Echo Lab. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great studio. Uh, yeah. after he did that, we just made a good relationship, you know, and me and him, like a lot of musical tastes, you know, I'm like a big fan of his and everything he gets to do. So, yeah, it was cool to get him involved again, have him come down. And he was only there for a couple of days cause he had to go back out with super chunk. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but um, Elmwood's really great. Too. Yeah, that was a really cool studio. Yeah. It was just like it was cool to go there. Uh, he's the one he suggested it because it was in Dallas and it was kind of central to everybody and it was easy to get into. So it was it was fun. We were there for uh, I think how long were we there? Like three or four days, I think. And we just we did like a couple things. We did a cover and then a new song, and I think that's gonna come out on a seven inch or something. But. Uh, yeah, they released it like last week and we we submitted it last Monday and that was like the deadline. <laughs> like I think we I think we submitted it like an hour after they wanted it, oh, which was like the funny. final deadline to have it out by Wednesday, uh-huh. which was like the last drop. So like Are you guys really barely... picky about mixing? Is yeah, that what it came I down mean, to? That was it. We kind of pushed put it on the back burner because Arthur, the guy who mixes it and helps record, he he was busy this last year, and so we were so busy. We had kind of done a we had done a couple mixes like throughout the year, and then we just kind of forgotten about it. And we were mm-hmm. like, okay, maybe we need to re-record some vocals or something. And he did sound for the last week of our tour. Like we had a sound guy, uh, Zach, who had to leave like three weeks in or four weeks in to do another tour. So Arthur came in. And he brought his laptop and we were able to like, you know, he had, he had gotten the mix. We had mixed it and kind of gotten that where we wanted to like a month or two ago. And then we, once we got together and we were able to kind of sit down, uh, pick out some vocal takes and stuff, we decided we didn't need to re-record anything. So we, we were able to, me and him were able to sit down and, um, uh, kind of grind out those last details while he was there. I, I really like being involved as I can, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, I know an engineer or someone mixing, Probably, I mean, not that I'm like wanting to breathe over their shoulder, but it's like, I just really like being able to hear everything and, and be right there because it's, it's just hard, you know, like when you do the back and forth, like, you know, like, or you're, you know, you might, you know, put a vocal take, like scoot it over a little bit, you Uh know, and it's like, I'm just so, I'm very like, um, meticulous about like things sounding, trying to sound organic right? right. and maybe it's like my rock 
background or my yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. the records I listen to that are so well recorded. Yeah. That like I want things to really feel right. Sure. And you can't always. You know, I'm not saying I've always succeeded, but like I want it to. So I'm I'm weird. Like if you move something digitally, it's like that makes me really nervous. Yeah. Because it, yeah, it's yeah, never yeah. like to me, it's never natural. And some people mm-hmm. don't notice, and I I, yeah. I do. You know. So you know, like I said, not saying I've ever like. Maybe I've never fully succeeded, but sometimes that stuff, you know, it's like if he's like, okay, well, I'll try to get this to sound right and I'll send it back to you. And yeah, which, which like is totally natural for him to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's like, then I hear it and I might be able to tell or know, and maybe no one else would know, but just for my own personal satisfaction. Right. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) I just want to, you know, so Mm -hmm. I'd rather always just do it right. But the thing is, or it's it's not just a vocal, but like a guitar or anything, it's like, I always want to do it right, but this time as we live in, you don't really always have all the time in the world. And especially when you're in the studio, you don't have all the time to like sit there and make sure it sounds right. Like sometimes you need multiple people that are really anal to be like, no, you should do it again. You know, but sometimes you just don't notice if you're in the studio, you don't like always hear everything it isn't until you put the headphones on later. Right. With the mix. And then, and I then, mean, if you've been in there all day, your brain just kind of yeah, turns like to mush. Yeah, like you just stop hearing And you can stuff. set it down and come back a day yeah. or two later and be like, why the fuck did we even start yeah. this? It's terrible. Yeah. Or you can be like, oh, there was nothing wrong with it in the first place. Let's just right. use the first take. Yeah, and then like, you know, people that record you or produce it, they don't always hear the things you hear. Oh, absolutely. Or the vision you have, they don't They don't know. And you, you think that they're supposed to because they're a producer. They're, they're, they're really good at this. But... You can't expect that of them always because they they don't know what's what's going through your head and what you're thinking, right. you know, or how you think it's supposed to sound. Yeah. So, um, but being able to be involved is possible. I really like, and I'm I'm hoping I think in the future when we record, we're gonna have more resources and more time mm-hmm. in the studio to really sit down and I just and kind of have an effort to do it all really well as well as we can on the spot and listen and be able to sit there and listen and do as little post as, as we can. That's, that's always the goal, I think. Right, but yeah, some yeah. people care less than others. For me, I, I, I'd love to just, you know, maybe not a fully organic, like fully analog production. Cause I think with metal and stuff, that's so, uh, you know, this, the little details, it's, yeah. it's kind of like maybe doing a full analog production is a little more than you really want to. I think there's yeah, like, it's there's, probably, I mean, and it for probably, that kind of music, for that you know? kind of music yeah. in, the, in the end, I don't know that it would yeah, benefit I mean, you as much. There are certain things like when we were recording and you we were mixing this last thing, I, I like how it sounds, but there's like things like the kick drum might be a little, have a little more click than I would want. Cause I'm right, like, a, yeah, I'm yeah. like a, a, you know, I like that natural kind of felt I thing, totally but like, but then I've had friends that, that, tell me like well yeah but you know it's going to be played on all these mediums and it's people want that they want like a little bit of that they want that consistency and i think it's true like you know arthur our our producer the guy i was just talking about like he has a a good mentality because he's really into analog and vintage sounds too but he's like he has a way he like likes to blend natural sounds with maybe like a triggered kick or a snare sound Mm -hmm. yeah and he's good at doing it so you get like the those little inconsistencies that kind of make it sound natural but he also blends it so there is a level of like where it's just flat and everything sounds you know because there's it's like it's a competitive thing you know what i mean it's like if you go and you release a metal recording or whatever it is and and you don't have a consistent kick sound that's it's you you're not really staying competitive you know people their yeah. ears are 
are used to hearing that, right. you know? So, well, I think he does a really good job on your records. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what else. I, I'm not yeah. familiar with other records. This right, time, right. But especially, this kick drum especially st- sticks out yeah. to me on your records because it does have that attack that all metal records yeah. like, have to have. But, but, but it also has the body plas- of the drum yeah. like a lot of metal records I don't know. have. I hate, you know? I hate like the plastic clicky yeah sound so much and I, I mean i understand that there should be a little bit of that just to keep the consistency and to keep that power in there but like yeah you know i always i fight bands about yeah that so it, it's much. hard because people you know people are accustomed i mean for many years now that sound has just been part of the genre yeah or whatever so even if it's people in the band feel a certain way it's like the fans you know people are like accustomed to hearing that you know what I mean it's like it doesn't if it doesn't have that it might sound weak you know what I mean and it's like you know you kind of have to find the medium to be able to to sound competitive you know what I mean and to have that so if you could sit in the studio for a month and a half or two months with Rick Rubin you know and like hit the kick drum perfectly and and (laughs) you know what I mean then maybe you didn't have to do that but we just yeah. this is different times you know so do you guys yeah. do you use click tracks yeah usually yeah. yeah and in the future i want to experiment with not using them mm-hmm. uh if we have more time it's right, always right. about time you know what i mean so it's like it's hard to have enough time always to sit there and and, and maybe play a slow part without a click and, and really find the right pocket and the mm-hmm. right groove and because then later, if you know, you might run into problems down the road if it's not a click. And I don't know. I usually like to do it because, especially with the fast stuff, it's mm-hmm. just that stuff really needs to be like on point. Right. So we usually use one. Uh, I think in the on our first record, we may have done some stuff without one. I can't remember, but I want to experiment that in the future. You know, when we have yeah, yeah. more, a little more time and resources, like especially those, um, just getting the feel. You know, I'm all about like finding the those those pockets in those in those feel i think those are really important because i think even when you record to a click you know a lot of stuff even if it's on a click and it's on mm-hmm. there's like a stiffness to it you yeah know I mean? it's it doesn't almost sound like, organic yeah and... like even like even in rap or something you know like a real like a beat that's like a, a programmed beat it's perfectly you know, programmed, but sometimes there's that feel of like older hip hop recordings where there's this like almost like natural pocket and swing. Mm-hmm. It's also, I mean, I love it when it's a real perfect beat, but when it, there's that deep swing to it, yeah, yeah, that really like just pops, you know, yeah. and those little, those little windows are like so important for me and like mm-hmm. everything I listen to, yeah. just those, those pockets, you know. So do you guys normally build it? like from drums up or do you ever record yeah. live you just kind of do, layer it as yeah you go? we layer it. we just do drums first it seems then, like know. with that kind of music it would make it's just, sense yeah it's just hard <laughs> to, to, to so do correct, other you know? things i think experimenting is cool but like i said it just comes down to having money and time yeah. you know yeah, so yeah. uh that's that's the big thing if if you have that then you i think it'd be awesome to be able to experiment trying a live because there's certain things that you can only capture live, mm-hmm. you know, and especially like sometimes I'll see us or I'll see a live recording of us or something. And there's like a cadence to where everything's kind of landing mm-hmm. vocally and that you wish certain things like that you could capture in the studio. Yeah. There's just like a, there's a certain vibe to a live sound sometimes when you're all playing together, that is, is irreplaceable, you yeah. know? So like certain things that might be hard to nail in the studio timing wise are really easy when you're playing together mm-hmm. if you're just doing it track by track. Yeah. So, 
yeah, I'd love to be able to do stuff like that. Because like I said, I'm I'm into old school recording and in those kind of techniques and really, but it's it's just hard to. So is that, that. kind of where the uh, like the um, reverb on the vocals come from? Comes from like your love of older. Yeah, I mean, stuff? It, it, it's really interesting. It, I like it. It's it, cool it's, because yeah. you don't hear a lot of like thrash or yeah grind bands that have especially now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's it's obviously it's a touch that you know they did it on like. Older Slayer stuff, Possessed, uh-huh. uh, um, uh, Exodus. There was Delay and Bonded by Blood. Like, there's been records with reverb and delay. I, you know, as I've gotten older, I've moved away from it. You know, mm-hmm. I want like, I'm not really into washed out sounding stuff. So I think yeah. maybe some of our stuff in the past. I mean, I think it had a specific s- sound in mind and it had a vibe. And I, mm-hmm. you know, if I now as I'm older, I might go back and change some things about it, you know, maybe make the vocals a little more uh, crisp or maybe a little less washed out. But at the end of the day, it's the way the record sounds and people love it for what it is. And it has a vibe. And I think at the end, a lot of records now don't have vibes. I think sometimes when you record in a studio and you suck the life out of everything and you compress everything and everything's so crystal clear, it's like it, that's not what I love, you know? Right. I mean, with, with certain, there's a way to go about it, you know? So, like, there's rock records I love and stuff that uh, are very clear and very pristine. But there's, like, this organic quality that allows that. Mm-hmm. And the performances are amazing. So, yeah. it's like, if, if it's all done correctly, it, it can be great. But right. with metal, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't, can't think of any metal records or metal bands where the whole record was just crystal clear dry in and, mm-hmm. and i loved it you know right yeah because yeah. i because i love aspects of records like i guess you could say like the mid-90s slayer stuff like or early 90s like the seasons in the abyss and that was getting cleaner you know south of heaven pretty organic sounding so yeah. the drums obviously sound awesome uh-huh. um but but there's aspects of it that are maybe a little too clear for me and yeah. i think the average listener probably likes that but there's something about like there's like a, there's like an intensity that, you know, I think metal should have where they should have some rougher edges and that's up for debate how rough, but I just think sometimes if, if it's too safe, it just sounds, it's Absolutely. soulless, you know, Sterile, yeah, it's very, yeah. and that's most modern metal to me sounds that way. Yeah. That's why I don't listen to a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Totally. So are you, so have you already started writing the next record? I mean, you just had one come out in 2017, well, it was a year. Right? It was like a little over a year ago. Yeah, it was yeah. February 2017. So yeah, it's already been, yeah. I mean, we're, I guess the plan is to start, uh, putting stuff together later this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've always writing stuff. So I have lots of stuff recorded on my phone, riffs and whatnot. I mean, I, I think the, the hardest part is figuring out what, what kind of record you want to make, you know, yeah. like, what do you want to do on the next record? Like what, what's the distribution of songs going to look like? Is it going to be like, are there going to be more slower songs? Is going to be more fast songs? Like what, what can we do? Start singing a little bit. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's the hard part for me because I, I see us like going up and, and I see these, these opportunities to reach more people. And I'm not the kind of guy, like I I don't want to do anything bad and I don't want to do anything out of our, wheelhouse so yeah singing yeah probably not in the cards for us yeah. you know but like i do think of certain songs on our last record that 
reached a lot of people like the single executioner's tax and like it was like getting played gets played at like hockey games and like <laughs> was used for a wwe theme song so it's like i think of that and i'm like well the, what we did there like a lot of people that you don't even really listen to metal liked you know and yeah. like we were just doing what we do so like if i, I think more about that i'm like maybe we can just do something like that and and find you know i can find a way to do that but differently and please those people or like do something that reaches more people without having to change who we are so mm -hmm. i i'm pushing to I'm, I'm trying to figure out where we could take it because i don't want to write the same record and i don't want i don't want to change it too much but i i don't want to like plateau you know i want to yeah. try to go further so i'm that's what i'm thinking about right now is like what what do we need to do to like take it to the next level mm -hmm. you know so i have ideas and we can do what we always do but uh, for me it's just writing trying to write different songs we've written mm -hmm. like i mean we've put out probably about three records worth of material now because we have two full lengths and then eps and stuff so it's like what what else is there to do you know yeah but um i like songwriting i like like i mean there's i learn a lot from the music i listen to which is i listen to a lot of like older music and rock and roll and you know not really not a lot of stuff that sounds like us yeah you know? right, i mean right. the records that it, that in, informed uh, our style i i still love and they're you know ingrained in my uh in, in everything i do but yeah but i i learn a lot more from songwriters you know yeah and i yeah. think you know like like we were talking about like contemporary metal and whatever i don't know if there's and I and I don't listen to enough bands to really say this accurately, but to me it seems like there's not enough songwriters. Yeah. You know, like there's mm -hmm. just not enough people trying and not not to say that I'm like an incredible songwriter, but I try to to you know, when I'm writing stuff to make it a song and to make it you know, memorable in some way and to follow classic uh parameters in terms of mm -hmm. pop songwriting. So it's it's metal and it's fast and it's all that, but I'm always thinking about where the hook would be or uh, having maybe a smaller number of riffs in a song, but better riffs that can carry a song and 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 to kind of have it flow in a way that like a pop song would. Yeah, yeah. Because I think that's what all the great bands did. You know, like you can look at bands, you know, compare bands as like Slayer and whatnot, and even like Cro-Mags. You know, uh -huh. they always had there was always a, a, a bigger idea, you mm -hmm. know, like a verse and a chorus. And I think just that gets me excited because I, I'm not playing like rock music or pop music that maybe I listen to a lot, mm -hmm. like, you know, the birds or guy, my voice or whatever yeah, bands yeah, yeah. we talk about, but, but I can still like learn from them and, and, and have my own shot at like writing songs. And I guess at this point, a lot of people seem to be paying attention. So yeah, I think cool. that's had a lot to do with your success. Yeah. It kind of shows because you do like that. You do play a very specific style of right. music, yeah. But it's well written. It's very well done. So that. you you can see your influences, although you can't hear them. Yeah, you know you can you can see in the structure. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. I mean, I I I'm just I'm trying to like always have an idea for the song. I think sometimes you listen to metal bands and this and that, and it just ends up being like a bunch of parts and riffs and like theatrics and. Mm -hmm technicality but what does it really amount to you know what i mean like what what's the bigger idea like you know like sometimes there'll be like all these random parts and then there's like a chorus like four minutes into the song you know <laughs> yeah, like yeah. like one time and to me that's like 
what the fuck is that? You know, like that, that whoever wrote songs that way and not to say you can't think outside the box and write songs in different ways. But Mm. to me, like I'm just a classic minded guy in that sense. I, it's kind of like the way all movies are. Yeah. I think my friend made this comparison one time. It's like, there's, there's always like in terms of a story or a movie, there's always like a structure to how it, it goes. It like, you know, it kind of climaxes and then it, there's an ending, there's like introduction, you know, it's like, that's to me how you, you tell a story, like writing a song, you know, it sounds right. kind of cheesy, but it's like, I think that makes for great art, just yeah. having like guidelines and trying to make something that people will remember. So, right. yeah. Cool. So are you still, do you still work on some of your, your own music outside of Power Trip? Well, I've been gone so much that I haven't been able to. Yeah, I write stuff here and there. Um, Have you recorded I did. any of it? No, I haven't recorded any of it because, like I said, I've been gone so much. And I don't really know what I want to do. I mean, I write, like, melodies and chord progressions and stuff. I was doing some other bands with some friends that uh, are a little a little older than me but good friends of mine. But they're all, like, different points in their life, getting married, having yeah. kids. So... We're all so busy, you know, going, one of my friends just moved to grad school, him and his wife, and they, they were the people that did this other band that I was in called The Mites, and so I love those bands, but yeah, I've just been so busy, I haven't been able to, yeah, but I yeah. want to do more stuff and, and explore different kinds of music, uh, you know, especially music that I listen to uh, on the daily, so it'd be, it'd be cool. I got some cool guitars sitting around and amps that I don't <laughs> yeah. ever get to use, so... Oh my god! I know it'd, that. It'd be feeling. good. I got you know, a whole fucking studio full of shit. Yeah. That I want to play and then yeah. just don't really. It's hard. I mean, some people can kind of do all these different kinds of music and 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 still and be creative in all these other ways and and they can do a lot. I for me, it's I'm, I have like a one track mind sort of. Like I might listen to uh, Big Star or Dwight Twilley Band when my spare time and that's all great but in terms of writing and my creativity I'm I'm really still just thinking about what the next power trip record is going to sound like yeah, yeah. and until that, I'm not doing that anymore it's like it's it's hard to put my mind somewhere else and all my creative energy right. into something else you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah but it's ha- I've done I've been able to do it in the past I just mm-hmm. like I'm such a second guesser that it's like it's hard for me to like commit to an idea and, and, and do it but I went I think I think in in due time when the people that I was playing with or when we all get a little more free we'll probably we'll we'll write some more play some more stuff for sure cool yeah so top five rappers top five rappers ooh that's a tough one I don't really I'm not honestly <laughs> I know the, the worst right. person to ask about that uh, currently uh, or Fuck, all, time. Oh, top, all time oh all time okay you know you're, I you're would current not know top cur- five current I don't know current I probably can't even tell you oh man me, I, there's I a lot of good stuff it. out there I mean I just I don't know a lot of it I just yeah. don't pay attention because a lot of the stuff I just I think it's good for what it is it just doesn't really do anything for me yeah, yeah. like you know future, well it's hard to sift, sift through because yeah. there's so much of it and like with a lot of the mumble trap music, I can't really it do just, any of that. Yeah. They'll rhyme instead of you know rhyming yeah. a word you know within a a few uh-huh. a few uh, measures. They'll yeah. rhyme it through the whole fucking song. Yeah, they'll just rhyme the same. I know it's where through the whole song. I don't get it. Yeah, it's almost like a Stop. lot of the new hip hop, or mm-hmm. I don't even know what to yeah. call this shit. Mm-hmm. Just it's so uninspired, yeah. and it's just a lifestyle. Know, it's dude. not. It's not art. They're not. It seems like it's a lot just, of them aren't even passionate about it's rap just music. It's packaged. <laughs> and it's just packaged. It's like a. It's a product that yeah. people know will sell, and it's just 
it's like radio rock. It's like right. it all it all sounds the same. It has all the same ideas and lyrics and you know like pop country. And it's just mm-hmm. they know it's gonna sell. They know it's gonna do well. And that's yeah. so it's just business. But yeah, I couldn't tell you about any of that. I don't really listen to any of that stuff. I mean, I all time would probably be easier. But yeah, I yeah. still no, probably fine, I probably yeah. have lame answers because nah, I'm just fine. not like a major person like that. I mean, I love I think. Biggie, yeah, Tupac, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> these are stock answers. Yeah, but that's uh, that probably in most people's top. Five. I mean, I loved I loved those Dr. Dre records when I was in high school, yeah. younger. Um, who else? Uh, De La Soul has always been awesome. Oh yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Common, uh, Most Def. Talib quality, like yeah, yeah. probably that stuff. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't like go searching for new stuff anymore, but that's the stuff I was into when I was younger, yeah. you know, and that I can go back to sometimes. But yeah, probably not the most. Well, speaking answers. of pop country, like yeah. you just said a minute ago, I had a uh, Lyft driver the other day who was, I don't know, just a okie dokie, you know, y- younger pop country kind of guy. Yes, yeah, uh, and it was funny. There was a Z- <laughs> like a whole Zima in the back seat. Just, just like uh, I was in the back seat, and it was in the little net in front of me. Yeah. As if it was like, oh, take a Zima. It was right. really weird. I so didn't ask him driving, about the Zima. He's driving his Uber with a Zima. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I don't know why. Okay. It was All like, right. you know, normally they'll put like water bottles there like, oh, would you like some water? But yeah, for this awkward. guy, it was like, Zima. Hey, I'm picking you up and I'm drinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was really weird. bizarre. Okay. Um, but he was super nice. And um, I, we got to talking about what I do because they always ask that. And... Um, I told him that I produce music and stuff, and he's like, "Well, how much? What what kind of country do you do? You all do all the country? You do this pop country?" Oh yeah. And I was like, "Well, I mean, I I've done a little bit of <laughs> <Yeah>. it, <laughs> you know. Right. I usually end up doing more organic, like old school country yeah. stuff. But I I have worked on some pop yeah. country, and we talk, and he's like, "Well, listen to this," and he starts showing me all this shit, and he shows me a song that it just has a like an 808 in it. There's like all these hip hop beats it's with like country Florida, dudes. Florida Georgia Line or something? Maybe. I don't yeah. even know. No, it was all names that I, I've heard of that. Okay, yeah. The only thing I know about that fucking band yeah, is that I see like, that billboard and it's got one like kid rap. rock looking asshole yeah. and then it's got one fucking they're Kenny like, Chesney looking asshole yeah. and they're singing at each other. They like rap too. and sh- Yeah, like, I, get, yeah. I don't want to hear it's it. I don't bad. ever want to yeah. hear it. It, no. it, it scares You're me. better off not. Yeah. But yeah, um, but yeah it's, it's weird the lines that. Uh, Pop mu- like pop music, they think they're being edgy, but it's right. just shit. Yeah, I, I mean, know. a lot of stuff sucks now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's just like obvious, you know. And it's, I don't know. I feel like every generation says that. Yeah. Like I was, what was I listening to? Or I was reading something about the apples in stereo or, or the minders. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. This conversation. Oh minders, I saw play. them. Yeah. Long time. Yeah, ago. yeah. They were great. way off topic, but I guess what I was trying to say is, every generation seems to like be unsatisfied with what's popular right so i was reading something about the release that they're re-releasing their first album or hooray for tuesday and they uh he was talking about how when him and robert schneider from the apples were uh recording it they were like they were unhappy with the current rock sound in the early 90s and i'm just like mm-hmm. wow you know they were they thought that early 90s recording was like had was the production was weird or they didn't like that. And I'm like, wow, you know, like Mm -hmm. what we wouldn't give to have that back, you know, but they (laughs) wanted like 60s sounding records and that's why they recorded the way they did, which is cool. Mm -hmm. But it's like, you know, everybody, I think 
it's it's all different when you're there and maybe in hindsight you know they probably would say now that the 90s were great for production yeah right but it's like i'm definitely more of a curmudgeon at this point right but at this point it's totally okay to be like this really truly sucks yeah yeah and you and i are like in the business (laughs) you know what i mean like we're seeing all this stuff all the time there's people that are just i think at this point it's yeah i think if you're just a consumer then you you just like people that are into that stuff it's just oh this is what it sounds like you know yeah. i mean there's people that were born in uh past 2000 but like you can be born in 2000 you're 18 now yeah that's and crazy and you didn't and all you know is spotify and all you know is right. is, is rap and and programmed music and and you don't even know about cd's or what i mean yeah, like, yeah. you have to think about and i it, it hits me more and more now is like that's that's people now like that's mm-hmm. that's a real group of consumers and and people now that that yeah. ha- don't have that like perspective that we have and you yeah have to the just... internet is a gift and a curse yeah. because you have to, you have to it. it's fantastic because yeah. you can get in so you can get ways, your yeah. music out without even having a yeah. record label to right. anyone everywhere yeah. and that's fucking awesome or yeah. you can go on and look up your weird ass you know favorite band that nobody knows right. and find every demo they ever yeah. did or whatever and, like, and it's like right there minutes. for yeah. you yeah. exactly and i think that is phenomenal yeah. but also the amount of shit that is just dumped on you is hard oh, to I sift know. through and i think that has a lot to do with yeah. Yeah. like maybe some of these newer rappers yeah. like have i don't know they they can do whatever they want now right. because of that yeah. there's no one stopping them or helping them be better at it <laughs> well and it's also come down to marketing in so many ways yeah you know like you can be a mediocre band and or a mediocre rapper and if you market yourself really well, and not to say this didn't happen in years past either, yeah. but especially now, you really, it's a lot more, and maybe this is good, but I think a lot of uh, artists are more organically, they, they, they come up more organically, so it's all like they build their own success. You know, mm-hmm. It's not all because of a major label. So yeah. you can look at that in different ways, you know, like you blow up, if you were on a major label back in the nineties and your music videos on TV, you blow up overnight. Mm -hmm. And and at the same time you could be forgotten about overnight. Right. Right. But now it's like to get to that point, you kind of have to do it all yourself. So your fan base ends up being more, I think committed and stuff because they're with you the whole way. And it's like raising you up. So, but at the same time you can mark yourself so well and, put yourself in the right places and take pictures with the right people and ride coattails. And, you know, like I said, this has probably always happened, but I think now you can do it. And it's like, so sometimes the really talented guys that are really good, maybe get forgotten about or, uh, you know, swept under the rug because they don't have the same resources or they haven't right. made the right moves. But I, you know, I guess yeah. you could just, you could compare that to any time period, but yeah. now I just, I see it a lot. It's just like, right. You, you might be not just cause you're writing the best songs. doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be huge. Yeah. You know, like I heard yeah. something with Noel Gallagher, you know, you never know what's going to come out of his mouth, but yeah. he said something like, Oh, I mean, if, if, if you're writing the best songs, you know, you're going to, you're going to make it, you know, you're going to, you're going to get heard. <laughs> if you're writing the best, you couldn't be writing the best songs and not get heard. I'm like, dude, you're old. Cause like <laughs> you totally could not be heard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're just like a guy and you don't know a bunch of people and you don't mm-hmm. have a lot of resources or money, it's like you, you know what I mean? It's yeah. not, you're not just dropping your demo off to the major and you know, they, yeah. I feel like the majors now really are going to sign you if they, if you've proven that you move units right. now, right? Yeah, yeah. Cause they can't alone 
make your record sell. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could try, but I think majors are way more interested in like a rapper that might have gotten huge off SoundCloud, you know, or yeah. gotten or this or that. It, it's like it doesn't happen like it was. Maybe back in the '90s, it's like you write these amazing songs and then you send your demo in and they hear it and they're like, "Whoa, this is incredible! We're gonna sign you and we're gonna give you this huge budget." I just that just doesn't seem to happen yeah. anymore. But maybe That's it does. True. I don't know. It's it's weird. Well, in closing, yeah. um, is there a record that uh, of just any time period uh, that you listen to that you would uh, suggest the listeners listen to? Some maybe something they any time that, period that they deserve to hear that maybe they haven't heard. Deserve to hear. Well, I don't know exactly who's listening to this, so there's a lot of different uh, options here. Um, I don't know. I would say probably, let me think, I would say if you're into like great production and you're into great songs and uh, a great recording and all that, which you should be, uh, I would listen to Grand Prix by Teenage Fan Club. Oh, awesome. Because if you like great music and you like great, you know, great songs and the way things sound, sounding great and a great record and everything like that what you should be listening to if you're listening to this podcast usually that record because it's pretty flawlessly produced and the songs are just amazing and timeless to me and it's a great band you should listen to them very nice all right well thanks man yeah that was great thank you all right thanks for listening everybody uh if you have time go to uh stitcher or iTunes and follow us and give us a rating. Uh, if you have any questions or suggestions, uh, you can go to dreamyliferecords.com, click on podcast, and send us a message. And we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>